When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll... what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Are you even listening to me right now? Hey guys, if you're looking for a quality bow dealership near Newcastle, Pennsylvania, look no farther than Williams Archery down in Edinburgh, PA, just minutes west of the city. They offer Hoyt, PSE, Elite, Bear, and many more brands. Go check out their bow fishing equipment, or stop in for hands-on shooting lessons. Give Ron and Linda a call at 724-667-9660. Welcome to episode 45 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in the Rack Shack today, always and forever, because he's my... Best friend and co-host, Charles Hemner. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing wonderful, my man. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, just, I'm, I'm chinchilling. I never ask, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. You know what else makes me feel fantastic? What's that? I gotta do a little shout-out right now. Okay. I got an email tonight. You got an email? I got an email tonight. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, I get very excited about it. Damn, let's hear it. What's Shout out on? to my boy Patrick Ashcroft for sending me an email. Thanks for the love, brother. You're the man. You gonna read his email? No, nah, I'm not gonna read it on air. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll have to read it because I don't know what it says. Um, but yeah, man, that that you actually showed me the email. It was really cool. The guy, uh, you know, basically just said that he likes the podcast, kind of uh, appreciates what we do. He's from the area locally, and he can relate to our stuff. So that's really cool. You know, I, I was on our our podcast and the other day, and I was looking through some of the the reviews and stuff, and it's really nice to see that kind of stuff. You know, you, I, I go back to it a million times. We don't get to see that too often. And, you know, we definitely appreciate it. And we want to let everybody know we do appreciate it a lot because it's weird to think people are actually listening to us. Yeah. Because no. we're just sitting here in a room, you know, on, on a couple chairs, talking into some microphones, not realizing when we post that episode, 
what our outreach is and you know it's, oh we know what it is but you, but you, know. you know what i mean it's yeah. it's you don't know who's on the other end right of this microphone after we talk into it Absolutely. so to hear from those people to me i really appreciate that i do too makes it feel awesome. awesome it really does yeah and it makes me want to keep going and, and getting better and doing more absolutely which Patrick, is what we're looking to do you are the man you are the man all right moving on what is going on in the deer world today i saw deer outside my door at work today I saw like, a nice buck yesterday. We're like 50 yards just feeding, and here's what's funny about it. The overlook spot, it was a little drainage ditch. So mm. my work is located just off of the turnpike, and there's like a little drainage ditch that's wooded, and it's real thick area, and then there's our parking lot. Ow, my finger off the mic. <laughs> there's our parking <laughs> lot, and it's not, I mean, it's probably 40 yards wide with some little trees in it and stuff, and there was a deer feeding in there today. I dig that. So it must be bedding in between the two and just kind of using the security. And I mean, it was up on its feet, feeding at like 1230, 1 o'clock. Hey, it felt safe or something, man. Well, I already told the people I work with, I said, I think I can get a tree stand in that little tree right there. So you guys will see me <laughs> after work. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I saw a nice little buck yesterday. Yeah? Yeah, right down here from the house. How developed was he? Mm, honestly... I, I was driving, so I only got a quick glance at him. Yeah. But from what I saw, I didn't see any tines. Mm-hmm. But he looked like the biggest spike I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. So, I don't know. He had two big old main beams. That was about it. Okay. So, who knows? Maybe it was like crossbred with a cow or something, so it's a big steer. That, we'll call him Longhorn. That could be it. We'll call him Longhorn. Yeah, but you never know. I've never named a deer in my life, so that's first. <laughs> I think I didn't tell you this. So, this last week, this past weekend, we went on our typical, our annual canoe float down the Allegheny River on the way up mm. to the camp. We were riding and it was kind of kind of shit storming on us a little bit, you know, and the windows were a little fogged up and they were a little wet and I'm, I'm driving down that same field where we saw the monster last year. Right. I happened to look over because I saw a deer and I looked through the driver. I was the passenger. I looked through the driver's side window and through the fog and the raindrops I just saw a giant brown blob from the head of this animal. Interesting. And immediately, and it, it was dark, duskish, like that last minute of light you could probably shoot. Right. And it was out there feeding in the middle of this field. And I went, oh my gosh. We have to turn around, but we had buddies following us. Yeah. Brock, Brock was following us and, you know, and McCoy was behind them and. I was like, man, I, we got to. I have to know if that was the deer or not. Because if that deer lived, dude, I don't even want to imagine what it's going to be this year. He's going to be a turd. Oh, my gosh. I like it. Like, giant, giant. And it looked like a giant. But I couldn't confirm, and that bothers me. It, it eats me up, and I forgot to tell you that this weekend. I'm just going to say it was a spike. Oh, man. I don't know. Well, that just means we got to put boots on the ground and see what's going on. Yeah, the good thing is the back piece of that is public. Public. Public in New York. In New York. Correct. Yeah, yeah, we were way up north. New York, uh, New York, uh, New York. Big Apple. Right. Yeah, yeah, there was, there might have been an apple orchard there. <laughs> 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 so anyways. <laughs> well, who do we got on the podcast tonight, man? Well, we actually started to talk, the two of us, about what we wanted to do over the next few episodes, and we were kind of thinking, you know, we, we want to get some more products, and we kind of enjoy those shows, 
we like talking products. We like talking to people about their products. And the first person that came to mind was out on a limb manufacturing. Yeah, man. I and first heard of him from Garrett Benner, the modern assassin. Absolutely. And he just recently came out with a Ridge Runner. And you cannot go on social media right now if you're a real hunter and if you're following anything saddle related, you know, um, or any hunting related. I say real hunter, not meaning saddle hunters. I don't get that mixed up. I mean, somebody that actually is hooked in hunting and ate up with it like we are. I'm always on looking at hunting pages and looking at new stuff. And the Ridge Runner came up and I'm like, man, here's another thing. You know, we knew, we knew Garrett was working on it with his camera arm. We knew he was working with them, you know, hand in hand. And that thing came out. The reach is just phenomenal. It is. Blew my mind. If you guys are looking for a lightweight, super stable camera arm, go out and look. Go on the Modern Assassins. Dot com check out the reach it is it is something serious the reach is seriously badass um and then you know there's there was a ton of other things that i didn't know out on a limb even made that when i got on his website and started looking around and seeing everything he did you can tell this guy has a mind of his own absolutely i mean he is charles xavier of hunting you know <laughs> <laughs> it's just unbelievable uh the the stuff he's come up with the, the different things he's done very innovative very creative, and he's very he he's very good at like fixing those convenient things that you look for in certain products. You know, he's really good at doing that. So. He is. He is. Not to take too much from the episode because we covered a lot of this in the episode. So I think we just go ahead and, and get him on. Let's do it. All right, guys. On the phone, we have a special guest for you tonight. We have Matt Garris from Out on a Limb Manufacturing. What's going on tonight, Matt? I'm uh, just chilling right now. I had a long day <laughs> building brackets for the Ridge Runners. There you go, man. I oh, like it. Oh, man. Right into it. I love it. Uh, that that piece we are definitely going to touch on because that is something that is blowing up right now. It's getting a lot of hype on social yeah, media, and it's caught yes, my sir. attention. <laughs> yeah, I believe the Ridge Runners right now is probably one of the most talked about platforms out there. Far none. Absolutely. It's it's funny because I used to hear a little bit about your podium and it would come into when everybody was looking for kind of that perfect little mix of size and adjustability. And then you came out with the Ridge Runner and it was just like, it took over everything, you know, yeah. and it, really cool. But again, we'll, we'll, we'll get back into that. Let's do a little introduction like we always do with our guests. We kind of want to let people know who you are and what you do, a little bit more of your background. So if you want to get into that for us, I'd appreciate yeah. it. My name is Matt Garris. As you mentioned, uh, my shop is in Enid, Oklahoma. We build hunting stuff, basically. Tree stands is our big deal. I've got uh, several models. I've got ladder stands that I've got a patent on. They're designed for crooked timber. My TS-1 is for crooked timber. I've got a little ambush that was it was the lightest stand out there. It's, it's an eight-pound stand. It's two-piece, super easy to hang. And then this last year, of course, we got into saddle hunting with the podium and the ridge runner. I've got a got a little set of sticks that uh, right now they look like they're going to weigh a pound and a half a piece. Ooh, dang! They are unlike anything that's out there. That is hopefully, super exciting. Hopefully, within a month, I'm able to introduce them. I don't think we're going to be able to get them to market this year because 
honestly, I think they'll just blow up as soon as people see it. Then I got into hand fishing. That's kind of, that's one of my biggest passions is, is noodling. Noodling? But, uh, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That is the probably the biggest adrenaline rush I've ever been through. I've caught no some kidding. 40 plus climbers. I haven't caught anything, you know, in the 50s and 60s. Still working on that, but we get 30 to, 30 to 40 pounders regularly. That is awesome. Jeez. Couldn't even imagine something like that biting in on your hand <laughs> yeah. and then wrestling it out of its hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy, dude. Jeez. But started out rifle hunting. That lasted, I think, four years. I had a used to own auto repair shop, and my snap-on dealer was trying to get me to buy a scanner, and I, he just couldn't get me to do it. And then he carried in this compound bow. I think it was a high country. He said, I'll tell you what, if, if you'll buy this scanner, I'll give you this this bow set up because I don't use it. And I said, deal. <laughs> you know? And ever since then, I've been 100% bow hunter. I mean, I, I've got guns and that and up in the in the gun room. I, I'm, I haven't held a gun in my hand for 10 years other than pistol and receiving my truck or something. Right, oh, right. <laughs> I just I just love to hunt. I, I just love the outdoors. That is absolutely wild. I like that you're, you're 100% bow hunter. I mean, I try to be, but... You know, sometimes it comes to the end of the season. I need to fill the freezer, so right, right. I break yeah, out yeah. the rifle and get it done. But I will tell you what, here, I mean, Oklahoma's. I mean, it's just got a lot of deer. People don't really realize it. I mean, I could shoot a, a doe any day of the week. I I don't go out and not see deer. That's awesome. I mean, they're just they're here. Hey, there's nothing ones, wrong with they're, that. They're they're a challenge, but like the excuse me, the biggest one I got I called Coat Rack. I chased him for forty five days, never even saw him in the daylight. Oh man! Had tons of trail cam pictures of him, but he messed up on December twenty eighth one year. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. When does your season come in? When does it usually uh, start? We're October first to January fifteenth for archery. Okay, okay. So it's a and set day. You can hunt archery through all the gun seasons. So that's what that's the main reason I like archery. Yeah, main selling point. Yeah, my dad's been doing that for years now. Uh, he hung up a gun a long time ago. I I don't I only remember one time ever he came out and he used to be an avid avid gun hunter just a your typical young killer I mean killed everything meat hunted you know field yep. tags every year and then he yeah. got into a bow hunting and uh, you know same thing he picked up a bow I think he even started with like a long bow or a recurve and you know kind of advanced through the stages but he he hasn't yep. done it and I've only seen him one time ever hunt with a gun and he he went out one time shot a doe and said yeah I'm, I did I don't get the same feeling. As I do with a bow, and that's why he doesn't do it. He doesn't get that feeling. Yep, I yeah, think I I've been like that. pretty much as long as I can remember. I mean, my dad used to take us out rabbit hunting when I was little. I remember I was probably six years old and wanted to shoot his twelve gauge shotgun, knocked me on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> but I got I got the rabbit though. That a boy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, anyway, why don't you get into that eight. a little bit? Why don't you get into how you actually started hunting? Just we lived in the country. In the, you know, not totally country, country, but on the outskirts of town. And my dad was an outdoorsman and he just had two brothers. And that's just what we did on weekends. We went hunting, you know, yeah, just didn't get up. into deer hunting until later in life. Probably I was probably 20 years old. So I've been, I've been archery hunting for right at 30 years now, 33 years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So do you have to be a certain age in Oklahoma to start hunting? Like PA, uh, it's 12? Not. You can get it, what they call an apprentice tag. Okay. And not have your hunter safety, but you have to be, I think, nine years old to go through the course. Okay. I got a daughter. She's 23 now, but I took, I actually took her to 
when I was building a trailer tower, we went to Ted Nugent's camp for kids when she was eight, and they let her go through hunter safety there. So she got her hunter safety oh. at eight years old, killed her first deer with a bow at nine. She was, it was pretty neat. That is awesome, man. That's so cool, too, taking your kids out and getting them involved in hunting. I mean, yes. that's just, that's, that's one of my favorite things to do. We always try and get new people involved, and it doesn't matter if it's a kid or somebody our age or an older person, any anything, I just... I really enjoy that, and it's cool that Ted Nugent does that. We're trying to get a hold of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm a, I signed up for his, that hunt that he's he's giving away. He's giving away a hunt? What kind of hunt's he giving away? I don't know. It's on Facebook. Oh, well, um, maybe we'll win the hunt, and then we'll finally get to meet Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. It, it costs, <laughs> I guess it's not a giveaway. It's $10 a chance. So, what's 10 bucks? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I might do that, too. It's worth the chance with Ted yeah. Nugent. Yeah. Spirit of Wild. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> 10 bucks. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. I now, was all pumped for that deal. That's yeah. when I introduced the trailer tower. I took it up yeah. there. I went for tree stand safety and I, I had really never hunted out of a stand before. So I put the harness on and I just walked off the stand. It was pretty it was pretty comical. <laughs> it held me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Here's what you don't do, act like I tripped and went down. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> they all got a kick out of it anyway. Yeah. That's Ted didn't awesome. show up. He didn't show he up. He stiffed you. No. Man. Kind of bummed me out. Drove, I think, 15 or 18 hours up there. Oh, yeah. man. Michigan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been but really a good cool. time, anyway. Yeah. Well, hey, man, he could have put you on the map, though. You know, Ted Nugent sees your, your awesome oh, yeah. creation, and he starts using it. Next thing you know, you know, we're talking to Matt Garris, the billionaire uh, that gets yeah, the hunt. <laughs> I'm still just a poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Me, too. <laughs> Known as the kind of the way of the world, I think. Yeah. yeah. The more money you make, the more money you spend. Oh, yeah. Ain't that the truth, too. But that's, that's not, oh. I mean, that's hand in hand with tree with uh, tree stands and hunting and everything else. You know, you get a little extra money, it's going right into hunting some way. Yeah. It always finds its way into hunting, I swear. So let's get into out on a limb manufacturing a little bit. We kind of teased it there for a little while. And I, I do want to start with your bread and butter, the TS1 tree stand. I was looking at that bad boy last night, and I it's funny because we did an episode with my brother way back in the podcast, and someone had sent me video of your tree stand as kind of like a, a joke for Russ, my older brother, because he climbs some of the craziest, ugliest trees, but they were like, this is something he could legitimately use, and I was right. I was blown away by the product then, and then I come to find full circle that it was your tree stand. Last night when I'm watching this video and it absolutely like everything came together and it was amazing. It was like a giant epiphany. <laughs> that thing came a long ways from from conception. I mean, it's, yeah. but you know, I actually, that idea came to me in November that year and I actually filed for a patent, got it filed, went to ATA and introduced it in January. Oh man. Of that same year. Damn. And it was, I mean, it was, it's not. It wasn't then what it is now. I mean, it's, it's a little more refined now, but it, everything, the operation is identical. Just made better seats, better platform, you know, a mm-hmm. little lighter. Yeah, the seat on it looks super comfortable. No, it's... It, unbelievably it's, adjustable. Um, what, every two and a half degrees it has an adjustment or something along those lines? Yeah. You it's know, I, unreal. put that in trees, tried to find trees that are, I cannot hang a stand in. I'm yet to this day to find a tree I cannot hang that stand in. <laughs> that is awesome. And it'll go straight horizontal. Yeah. Yeah, that was the most impressive thing I saw was you had it hung on 
a horizontal limb and you're sitting perfectly level on a stand <laughs> and you start to think of some of the places and some of the setups you look at in a normal tree stand, you go, oh, well, I can't get into that tree, but man, is it in the perfect spot. Well, you kind yeah, of solved that with the TS-1. Yeah, that's kind of our motto. Don't just hunt where you can, hunt where you want. That's right. <laughs> I like that motto. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's what we did. I mean, I, I literally, I walk through the woods. I don't look for trees now. I look for trails. Mm-hmm. When I find a converging trail, I put it in a tree. That is awesome. So to get to get stay on tree stands and get a little more into one of the tree stands that I was interested in but didn't know as much about was the little ambush. Um, that yes. thing looks very light. It looks like a badass mobile stand. And like you mentioned earlier, only eight pounds. When you compare that to even my mobile stand, that's half the weight. Yep. You know, it's, it's impressive. Only drawback with a little ambush, it's got to be a straight tree. You can normally find a straight spot on a tree, but then getting into the tree is a you know, whole other thing. Mm-hmm. I hunt out of those probably about a third of the much as I hunt out of a TS-1. But when you have a TS-1 and you have 20 of them out in the woods, it's kind of hard not to get <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of like driving around a Lincoln or driving around a little beetle bug or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> or a Prius. They're not a, they're not a dancing platform, I'll tell you that. But they go kill a deer. Yeah. Hey, that's all you need, man. Yeah, I, I did notice. I mean, it's a little smaller platform. But again, I mean, when you're trying to stay light, you're trying to stay mobile, right. uh, you, you have to stay small. Um, you can't it's really have both. Half. Yeah, it's 13 and a half by 21 is the platform. Yep. And then the, it's got a pretty small seat. The original model was smaller than the, than the model we have now. And in fact, we sold a few of those at the show this last weekend as well. Nice. People, people nice. still aren't 100% sold on the saddle, which this platform's small enough you could use it either or. Ambush only be a little upsized from that. She'd have a two a two and one stand. I just nice. I ran out of time. Yeah, yeah. No, that's There's always next year. You can't you can't leave uh, us hanging uh, on that. That might be this year. <laughs> oh, okay, awesome. I'm going on vacation. I leave Saturday. I'll be gone a week, and hopefully that clears the old mind, and I come back with a new. I mean, I've got the design. I just I got to take time. Well, my nephew's got to get the drawings done or the DXF files so I can get the laser cutting done. That's okay. really all I lack. I talked to him today and he said he'd do it tomorrow. So hopefully while I'm on vacation, I come back and I have parts. So <laughs> how does that work? You go on vacation for a whole week. I mean, does the, you got one guy at the shop, you know, you guys bogged down or, you know, well, how do you keep things moving? The only thing I'm doing this week is building brackets for Ridge Runners. We're a hundred behind right at the moment. Cool. Jeez. I have. 100 platforms, actually 150 that should be here before Friday. So he should get them all shipped out while I'm going. Awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> have them all built. I mean, that's the beauty of what I do. You know, most companies, they have to order. I mean, if, if I got someone that they need a platform tomorrow, I can get it to them. You know, might piss some other people off, but they absolutely need it. They're moving. I've had a couple instances of that this year already, you know. I'm moving in two weeks, and I'd like to, you know, get it so it doesn't get lost in shipping. Gotcha. Throw one together. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. And, yeah. You know, I'm sure everybody appreciates that style of customer service. If you really need yeah, to get something yeah. now, you can get it, yeah, you know. that's one thing we, I mean, we pride ourselves on. If I don't answer my phone, it's because I didn't hear it. I stopped, I don't know how many times today, because after a show, we usually get pretty bombarded with calls. Yeah. And I don't know if you watched any of my Instagram or Facebook lately, but <laughs> I call it the dreaded tree mount. I mean, when I got to build the brackets, every every product I have uses that same bracket. My camera arms use it. 
the bridge runners use it, the TS1 uses it. It's a 45 degree tooth cut. It just bites a tree. Yeah. You know? Well, that's and, actually pretty smart because that universal bracket like that, you can just continue yeah, to mass produce them and you get all of your products from it. If I could find someone to build me a, a die to where I could use it in my, in my iron worker, got two people working on it at the moment. I just hope someone gets it done before I lose the land. <laughs> yeah. I will not let anybody cut the teeth on those brackets because I've been stitched up a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, your hand cutting them, I mean, that's, uh, that's something you got to really pay attention. Yeah. You, if you, if you don't, if you look away, you get hurt. I, I'm living proof. I get hurt. <laughs> oh, man. I try not to look away. My phone rings. I'll stop, talk on it, and then go back to work. We got to get you a suit of armor or something, man. <laughs> My hands are looking pretty pathetic anymore. <laughs> hey, you need those to hold a bow, man. You got to be careful. That's right. You lose the wrong fingers, you might be in trouble. Last year, head first about 20 feet. Oh, jeez. Lived to tell about it. Was back on my feet three days later, and I could pull my bow. Cut a, I got a glove caught in a drill press three years ago. Like to rip my pinky off. Oh no! First thing I did when I got home from the hospital after they reset it was draw my bow, <laughs> make sure that I could. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. That's why they make all kinds of different releases, you know, in case you lose a yeah. finger here or there. <laughs> you got <laughs> options. It was my holding, it was my bow holding hand, so I could do away with that pinky. It was just the pain I had to deal with oh man <laughs> oh that's badass no when you were starting to mention social media we have been following along with you and i thought maybe yeah. you're going to talk about rolling uh rolling some people around in a in a uh, in a crib <laughs> down Dude, the hallways at the show that was a good time we they cut the video off before we went to the bar <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he said you're not gonna push me to the bar i said yeah i am <laughs> Hold my beer. Actually, actually, we said it there for a while. What the sad deal is, I don't even drink. <laughs> I just like to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, man, you don't always have to be drinking to have fun. No, no. That's for sure. Um, but that was, that was funny. And I, you know, we've been following along and checking out your stuff and watching the Instagram stories and seeing your products at the show. It definitely looked like you guys were doing real well and being beside Wild Edge and, you know, modern assassin stuff and, you know, those are guys that have been on our podcast and we respect them and what they're doing. And, you know, you guys joining up, it's the best of all worlds. And I think it's awesome. I think it's really it cool. It seems like a, a good combination to me. Yep. Get along with them good. You know, the perch deal, that was, that was kind of a funny story. I saw a piece of plywood on Instagram on a wild edge step for a platform. And I got to thank myself, you know, I'm going to go to the shop tomorrow and, and build a platform. And, uh, that night I get a, a message from Drew Walter. He said, Hey, I got a, got tagged in this post that you're doing something with my steps. I'm kind of interested. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm, I was going to build a platform that it would attach to your step. If you don't mind. He said, no, he said, I've been trying to do it for a couple of years. He said, I got a lot of prototypes. If, if you want me to send them to you, I'll send them to you. I said, no, I got, I got a pretty good idea of what I want to do. I said, I'll, I'll build one, send, send you a video tomorrow. So about nine o'clock Saturday morning, that's usually when I do most of my tinkering, you know, designing things. Well, I built it, towed it in powder coated oven, walked up my backyard, one handed, you know, cell phone video, sent it to him, and he liked to come undone. <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah, a little bit of a gap there. <laughs> I think we were two weeks away from the Iowa show, and I knew they were going. I said, I'll tell you what, I said, I'll send you an NDA to sign, and uh, I'll bring it. You know, I don't, it's not something that I have to build. I was just, 
trying to do it to help saddle hunters out because I just kind of started following saddle hunting in November last year and it intrigued me and I saw there there wasn't really anything out there I mean one company you know commercially made uh, things available I thought well we need options yep that's what I do I make options yep options are good options bring the best out of competition and the best out of you know everything um i wish everybody thought that way I, yeah you know it, <laughs> we won't go into that exactly yeah. yeah we we won't go down that road but uh you know i thought the perch when it came out was one of the most brilliant incredible ways to set up because there literally is no setup you know you're putting the steps up as you climb up all you literally have to do is attach that to one of your steps, cam it over, and you have your platform. There's no, you know, strapping on a different, separate strap and setting up right. a whole separate thing. You know, it was one. It was one piece. And I was like, that. I was just blown away. I'm like, this is by far the coolest, best thing I've ever seen. And then you came out I with the Ridge Runner. Well with them. So <laughs> yeah. Over 500 for sure. No, they're doing great. And I'm, you know, I'm very happy for Drew and... Um, couldn't happen to a better person and you know i'm i'm really happy everything's going well for him so the the perch is definitely still a really good option for anybody yeah. that's looking for a saddle platform no absolutely no doubt about it we yeah, talked no, I... about it a little bit this weekend and you know there's there's been some i'm gonna call them haters i guess that can't get them tied worried, worried about them being loose Mm-hmm. Drew and I sat down at Birmingham and we talked about it. Come up with a really simple solution, and uh, we're going to probably introduce that here within the next couple of weeks. Cool. That's awesome, man. You're just full of ideas and full. <laughs> you just never <laughs> stop. I'm going to introduce this better. and introduce that. I like that. I just want to make things better. You know. Yep. yep. Everything can be can be approved on, no matter how good you think it is. I've changed the podium three times since I released it. Yeah. You know, and if, if someone has a problem with it, they call me. I'll send, you know, there's never, never really a bad, it's just we try to make them better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you never stop trying to improve, you're uh-huh. always going to get better one way or another. You know, you might help somebody out more significantly with a small change than other people that don't see anything in that change. Right. But, you know, the more you do to it and the better you make it, the more people you're going to affect and the more, you know, the people it's going to help. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you always have to be evolving. You always have to be innovative and moving ahead or else you get left behind, you know. Correct. So, I mean, that's just, that's business and being in your own business and, you know, creating your own living and everything else. You got to, you know, you always got to be thinking ahead and, and doing things like that. That's what helps you stay afloat and be a poor guy that can still go hunting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna um, put a, a post out just before October. Says uh, no more new stuff. I'm going hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hope you do. <laughs> Me too. January now. ATA. We'll, we've already we discussed that today. I almost bowed out ATA this year. I haven't signed up yet, but you know I've been to ATA for five years. I've never sold an item at ATA. What? Well, it's I really mean, it's where Bass Pro people go to to buy product. We're not store yeah. products. We're gotcha. Custom. You know, I'm, I'm working on a custom project for a guy right now for saddle hunting. This might possibly be my my next platform. No kidding. It's it's going to be different, but it'll it'll be for leaners because every platform is pretty much level to the world, right? Right. When you're leaning back, you got your angles your ankles extended, and you got the platform in the ball of your foot. But we're gonna we're gonna build a little something unique. Hmm. Well, that's all I'm really gonna I'm, say. I'm picturing way. it in my mind. I'm yeah. following you there. That's it, <laughs> it's 
Jeez, the little things I you don't think of. Crown. I don't. I don't know what I'm going to call it, but it's, it's going to be unique. Cool. Eh, we're excited to see it, man. Yeah, man. You got you got to learn to shut that brain off for a little bit during hunting season, at least. I don't sleep. <laughs> That's where most of the things happen. Yeah. I wake up at three, four o'clock in the morning, and my wife knows what's going on. Goes, what are you thinking about now? You know, <laughs> I just get up at five. I go to work. That's yeah. I mean, and. Shut- to go farther than that, you know, another one of your products was mentioned in a podcast of ours prior, you know, and that was your camera arm. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, the Zero 360. Oh, yeah. The, you know, we're three years into that. Got, I don't know, a couple hundred of them out there. The majority of them are in the hands of TV shows. Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel, you know, deep in my soul that that will be the new method of filming for production for quality not so much for the everyday guy like me i mean i built it for myself because i self film mm-hmm. i didn't like a, a sidearm i didn't like the bounce the zero 360 has zero bounce that's why we call it the zero zero gravity zero bounce and you can film 360 degrees with it it doesn't matter if you're right hand shooter left hand shooter the deer comes in from the right the deer comes from the left. it doesn't matter you if you miss the footage it's your fault because the arm will do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, Garrett mentioned that on one of our episodes, and, you know, he, oh, yeah. he mentioned that, you know, he ran into you at one of the shows and saw it there, and he started laughing, and, and you're like, what are you laughing at? You know, this thing really works, and he's like, yeah, I, I know, I, I thought of this idea, you know, years ago when I was sitting yeah. at a dentist office, was the story, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, that. As soon as he said that, I was like, dude, that is genius. <laughs> I mean, the things you think of and create that people just totally overlook. You know, that, that seems to be the consistency between all of your products. They're overlooked little pieces that are so convenient to the actual yeah. hunter. It blows I mean, my mind. If you knew how many gadgets I have bought off Amazon just because I have an idea and I want to know how something works. I, I have a dental. I did probably see it in some of my videos in my shop above my drill press. I bought it to figure out how to build a 036. It's nothing like the dental arm, but it works like the dental arm. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dentist come to this Birmingham show. He's going to start filming his procedures, and we're going to custom build him a 0360 for his office on tracks that he can move around, and, and that's what he's going to use, but it's kind of cool. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's just reaching out there. That That's what tells you that you created something pretty incredible when it can be used versatile, you know, across the board with all kinds had, of different people. I've had uh, music studios buy them to set them up to get different shots of their music videos. Nothing professional, you know, but yeah. just people. This was a New York guy. He just, he happened to, he's not even a hunter. He just stumbled across the video of the Zero 360. Now, let me ask, the Zero 360 and the Zero 360E, um, the difference in the two, because on the website, what I, I noticed is there's like, there's two hydraulics on one. There's one hydraulic on the other. It looks uh, like the bracket's a little different. What's uh, what's the main difference there? One's hydraulically dampened, one's friction dampened. Okay. The the regular Zero 360, $800 arm, sold very few of them. All of them I did sell were to videographers. Yeah, the guys with we big We needed something cameras. for the average people. Well, a buddy of mine, uh, James Jones of Sniper Cameras, he's, he's the one that took me or let me be in his booth in Pennsylvania last year. And uh, 
actually at ATA, he told my wife, my home from ATA, he called me and said, dude, if you would make those camera arms lighter and get your cost down, you would sell millions of them. I said, James, I can't do it. I said, it's all hydraulic. What can I cut? And it, it, it really pissed me off, I guess you'd say, <laughs> that I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I got home from ATA on a Monday at, at noon, started cutting aluminum. My hand comes there and said, what are you doing? So just leave me alone for a couple of hours. <laughs> By four o'clock, I had built the three zero three sixty e. And I, I hollered, "Dave, come out here and see what you think." He said, "That's exactly what they're asking for." You know, the zero three sixty e, the arm only weighs four pounds. No wow. kidding, it looked a lot larger. You yeah, would think it'd be most, a lot more heavy. No, it's not at all, and that's what hurts myself. Same with the same with the TS one. People look at it and think it's heavy. It's not, but people buy with their eyes. They're yeah. poor. They're, they're just their minds made up when they look at it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. They come pick it up. I don't know how many people picked up that TS one at the show this week, and we're just astounded by how light it is. Yeah, I'm no, just going to say, it's not a packing stand that you're going to go miles in the right, woods. Right, right. But it is what it is. It's light. It's lighter than any other stand of its size. But that's what I was going to say. Is you know that's something that you probably do well at the shows because you actually get these products in people's hands and they feel well, at firsthand what it actually is, what it actually feels like, and realize that hey, this isn't what I thought I saw when I was scrolling through Facebook. You right, know exactly. So, but out of five people that walk by, you only you can usually only stop one of them. You know. Yep. The other, the other four already. I'm not, I'm not lugging that thing in the woods. I, <laughs> I got to where I could read lips really good. Oh man, that's a tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tank. Yeah, but you know what? It's sturdy. And you know, I, I was looking at your website too, and I noticed you have some other um, consumer arms that are similar to like some of the other ones, and they looked like they were really lightweight too, like the CA one. Yeah, the CA one's probably the lightest standard arm we build, other than the Reach. I honestly don't know the weight of it, but it's it's single tube. But where I pride myself on is bounce. Yeah. I don't like to watch bouncy footage, and therefore I build a little stronger arm, but I use aluminum, so it's lighter, you know. It's not <laughs> lighter than the carbon arms, but I'm not going to mention any names, but they bounce. Yep. Terrible. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, and I won't, I won't mention the name either, but I right. do notice that. And, you know, your arms are a lot better well, price point as well. Respect for them, but they got it. I mean, it takes money to make money, and I I don't have that marketing strategy that other people got. Right, right. I, I believe I have a superior product in my in my own mind, but you know, hell, I'm a legend in my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the end of this, there might be more people thinking you're a legend. I mean, you know, I'm already I'm already on that edge, Matt. You just got to keep yeah. convincing me. People <laughs> that, that know me, I mean, they know how my head operates. Yeah, you know, if they have a problem, they call me. I mean, it's not just on building stuff either. I mean, I was auto mechanic. I had my own shop for 19 years. Uh, I have a sandblasting company now. Other companies call me if they have problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like to fix things, and everybody knows that. You remind me of one particular person that we're real good friends with that just recently may have made his own way of manufacturing and mounting a umbrella to his canoe <laughs> on a canoe trip that we did a, a float down the Allegheny River on these rented canoes and he came up with a way because of his white pasty skin and his largeness uh Mike McCoy not going to mention names though and uh he configured a way to actually mount this thing and use his cooler and different things that he was bringing with him to actually keep it on the boat and it worked great and I was blown away but he's the same type of guy, you know, if you got a problem, you need a fix, anything, call him up and he comes up with just some outrageous way 
of solving or, you know, figuring it out. And I think you two are a lot in like, and I could just tell by talking to you, it's those are the kind of people that are very successful, man. The, the ones that can figure things out. I hope I don't you die know? first before I get successful. <laughs> and and <laughs> let's not monetize. Over. Let's not monetize success though. I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, success in the fact that, you know, you, you got it all figured out in a way that, that people can't. And, uh, I don't know where I'm really going with this, but I'll, I'll, you know, it's, it always has impressed me. It's something that I've always strived to be better at as well as like problem solving and, you know, that kind of thing, because that goes a lot farther than a job that goes farther than, you know, your day to day. It's, you know, so that's true. And, you know, just to help people out, I'm, I'm yeah. that guy that's driving down the interstate. We'll back up a half a mile because the lady's got a flat tire mm-hmm. or an old, you know, anybody. It doesn't, it doesn't, people's in a bind. I like to help. Yeah. I almost got, almost got a illegal fishing ticket one time because some guys had a flat tire. I pick them up. The landowner sees me pick them up. So I'm automatically guilty of fishing on this pond, right? <laughs> Game warden calls me that afternoon. He said, Matt, he said, you've been doing something you're not supposed to. I said, no. He said, are you sure? I said, yeah. He said, what was you doing such and such? I said, well, this guy's had a flat tire. I picked him up. He said, who was it? I said, I don't know. <laughs> you make it a habit of picking up people you don't know? I said, if they need help, yeah. He said, well, do you know the names? I said, no, I don't. I kind of did, but no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just what I do. I yeah. Do. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad you can still do that in Oklahoma. There's probably places around here Well. You know, you'd be a little more skeptical to do. And it's a damn shame that it's gotten to there. But, you know, you want to help someone, you have that inner drive. and But then your mind automatically goes to a negative of stopping and helping someone. And it's like, that drives me nuts, man. It really does. It was kind of in that negative night before last. We're coming home from Birmingham. I missed my turn. So I go to slow down. My dinger goes off my truck. Tire's going low. By the time I get pulled over into a parking lot, it's flat. Oh, no. We Google it. We're in southwest or southeast Memphis. It's the highest crime rate spot in the world. Oh, people are, I mean, there are people chasing people down the road in their cars where we're at. I just told, I had a guy with me. I said, you cover me with your gun. I'm going to get out and change the tire. It was probably a world record. <laughs> we were out of there in three minutes. Oh man, you are fast. Damn. <laughs> Fight or flight kicked I in. Looking back, I was I was paying attention when I was doing. We changed the tire, put it on, and I left. Oh man, I think I'd have rode on that rim for a while and just bought a new rim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I honestly didn't know where we was at until we got stopped, and then these this Cadillac wheels out of a, a filling station chasing another one. And then four, I mean, I'm talking, they went around us. I'm in the turning lane to turn left. He goes around the left side of me, across the front of me, around another car on the right side. I mean, he zigzagged through like 10 cars, and then the other car's chasing him. Jeez. I'm thinking, oh, shit, we're in a bad spot. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's like I can't get back to Oklahoma fast enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet old Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So were you in uh, Pennsylvania this past show at the Great American no, Outdoor I Show? Last year, I was in the year before. That's where I met. Karen, okay. 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 Yeah, because I was going to say we were down there. I didn't see you at the booth or anything. No, um, and I also met uh, Wild Edge that year. I bought a set of Wild Edge steps, and uh, when when I when I uh, 
showed the, the video to Drew. His first call was Garrett. Hey, do you know anything about this out on limb guy? He said, yeah, that's the guy I was telling you about. <laughs> that's how all that stuff started. Oh, man. Yeah, that's how I found out about you, too, was from Garrett. And yeah. funny enough, we met Drew Walters at the Great American Outdoor Show, too. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, saddle hunt's big in that direction, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's the first person I saw when we walked into that room. I saw him swinging on one of his poles in a saddle. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I, I would say 80% of our customers are in that area. No kidding. New York, Pennsylvania. Well, you got to think about hunter numbers and, you know, whatnot. And plus, I mean, we do have a, a really good area of some nicer trees that you can put tree stands right. in rather easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, the world of a climbing stand is this area, no doubt about it. But people are getting away from it because it's clunky, it's big, it's heavy, you know, bulky, and, and they want something smaller. And It is amazing. The I mean, it's almost like a cult, boy. I mean, it's it's just like it's a wildfire. No, it absolutely. Is. It, it is. <laughs> it's it's kind of taking over in a way, and it is. And it, and people are noticing. I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard the trophy line. Yep. Oh yeah. I've seen seen the trophy line Instagram today. Yep. I saw it yesterday. When well, no, was it today? Yesterday. 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 Right? Yesterday. yesterday. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. saw that, Pictures and I was like, man, their whole their whole kit. Yeah. How about that? I said. I told Austin. I said, you know, it takes. Take some competition and everything. And again, that goes back to a little competition coming in and, and they come out with something new and, and nicer and better. And that's what you look forward to. That's what you hope for in a perfect world. Yeah. You so know, that's like sticks, you know, every, they're not all the same, but they're pretty close. Yeah. I think we're going to introduce something that's going to, going to turn heads. I really do. Well, you gave me one more reason to not go out and buy another set of sticks because I was. Well. Don't miss the seat. Don't don't miss your climbing best before season gets here. I don't know that I can keep up. Well, I'm I, try. I have yeah. So I'm rocking sticks now. I, I just you know I'm I'm always looking for something a little better, something a little neat. You know, something kind of like you. Always looking for something just that little better. Except I'm not making it. I'm I'm the one purchasing it. But it's a, <laughs> you know, there there there'll be a, a design that's not out there for sure. Sweet. I look forward to it. I I hope everyone just. You know, they hear this or they, they get to know a little bit more about out on a limb and a little more about you through. Yeah. Well, I appreciate y'all reaching out to me. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, man. I think I've done two podcasts in five years I've been in business. Hey, man. They've been this, they've been this year. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's always, it's always good to talk to people. We, we like your products and, you know, I, I think we're going to start moving in a little bit more towards the saddle hunting and we're looking a little bit more towards your platform and whatnot. So, you know, yeah. We enjoy your products. We want to get it out there. Absolutely. We've got tree stands and I'm going to, I mean, I'm not, I don't see myself quitting no time soon. I mean, last year, this time last year, I was questioning what I was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'd been in it four years. They told me it takes five. I thought I was better than everyone else. I wasn't. Then this fifth year come around and we took a, a makeshift platform to ATA as a slider platform. I'd, I didn't know what saddle hunting was. I had a guy <laughs> caught. The only reason I even did it, Scott Shearer, broadside. You guys familiar with him? I'm not. Am. Nope. He has broadside camo. He calls me up. We've been going trade shows for four years. Knows I can build anything. He said, hey, I got into this saddle hunting, but I don't like the platforms I got out there. Can you custom build me a platform? I said, sure. What do you want? He said, well, I want it the size of a tablet and has a few other things. I said, all right, I'll, I'll bring one to ATA with me. I said, that was a good, ex good excuse to... We didn't have a new product for ATA. We 
and we had the 0360E, but we'd already introduced the 0360, so it really wasn't like it was mind-blowing. Right. Then I made a couple little fold-up steps, and looking back on it from what we have now, that is pretty hokey. <laughs> Ain't gonna lie. But, I mean, we sold them. Yeah, well, I mean, people that came that. to the show called me, wanted to buy them, so I sold them to them. Actually, I didn't sell the platform. I gave it to Garrett Benner because he loves that little platform. Hmm. He's a good dude, man. I really he, like him. He really Garrett. is. Yeah. He's a unique kind of guy. He's a little raw, but he's a dang good dude. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> For sure. And I wanted to ask you this earlier, and I, I kind of forgot, but, uh, you know, how has working with guys like the Modern Assassin, Garrett, you know, and, and Andrew Walter really helped bring out the best creativity and innovation in yourself? Uh I honestly don't know how to answer that. I mean, we, just, <laughs> we, just, we just clicked. When I met yeah. Garrett at Pennsylvania, and you know he really liked that arm, and he was probably my best fan. And he's never even used one other than at the show. But he gets it. I mean, he mm-hmm. he gets the way I think, and I get the way he thinks. Same with Andrew. I mean, we just we click. But yeah. that's really all I can say. Yeah, you know, kind of what I was thinking was, you know, you guys bounce ideas off each other and coming up with new ways of doing things and, you know, coming up with the camera arm together, you know, and then coming up with the perch idea as well. You know, those kind of things where you use one another to create something is what intrigued me. You know, so that's kind of where I was going with that, I guess. Yeah. Right. I mean, actually, I've got laying on underneath my workbench the makings for a new wild edge step that's different than what he's got because I really wasn't a fan of it. I'm, I mean, I, I'm still not a fan of steps, but I've never, I don't have the need for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a private land tree stand hunter. I, I throw a stick ladder up. Right. But I know where he, after being around all these guys that do saddle hunt, I'm starting to understand what's needed. And that's kind of where I go. That's where I come from. I, I see what's needed and I'll go build something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like especially it. in this area, too. I mean, with theft, theft in, in our area is incredible. So to have something permanent out there, you never know if it's going to be there the next time you walk in the woods. See, I got stands that's been sitting next to a dirt road within 30 yards. Still there. Not, they're not locked on. They're just, yeah. they're just up there with ratchet straps. Yeah, that kind of blows our mind. <laughs> you know, we, people, we, I mean, around here, how many, if one of these stands comes up somewhere, like, people know who, where it come from. They know I'm going to get pissed off and I'm going to be probably beating some ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, man. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just like, my brain's kind of racking now. I kind of, I got an idea for you. I'll tell you after. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Another one of Austin's ideas. That yeah. could be, that could be good or bad. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. I won't copy it. I might make it different, but I won't copy it. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't care either way. I just need a little bit different solution for something. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there you go. You got my phone number. <laughs> That's do. right. That's I right. I do. Well, one thing I kind of want to get into, we didn't really talk about too much, was you actually hunting. Yeah. Now, I know right. we kind of talked a little bit before. You said last year you only got out like five times because, hey, life gets in the way and you're, and you're busy, you know. Oh, I kind of want to talk a little bit about how your season did go since you did get to get out a couple of times. Honestly, I did not see a shooter. Oh no! Yeah, I had. Well, I did see one the first time I went out, but this one property I got, I'm I'm a bow hunter, and a guy lets me 
unless me bow hunt his place, but they rifle hunted. And it was a week before rifle season, so, I mean, he was a good deer. I can't tell you exactly what he was. I didn't get close enough to him, but planned on going back after rifle season. I never got to go back. Oh, man. Well, I, I will say one thing. I hope you uh, kind of stick to your word and you say you're going to go out a little bit more this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. I'll feel it, man. You, you got to really get out. No, really no reason. I mean, because my hunting style, I'll leave the house at 5, be in the tree at 5.30, gets light about 7 here, down at 8, 8.30, go eat breakfast, and I got all day to work, quit at 3, get in the tree, come home at dark, and repeat the next day. <laughs> I still work all day every day. I'm not, I don't have to take a vacation to go hunt. I mean, I can, I can squeeze an eight hour day in between hunts. It's hmm, really nice. <laughs> I just got to do it. I mean, last yeah, year I did. Yeah. And, and I, I'll tell you how bad it was. This is how desperate I was to hunt. I joined the North American Whitetail Challenge to mm. make myself hunt. I still didn't do it. Oh, man. <laughs> That was a waste. I mean, it wasn't a waste of $300. I got some. Yeah, I was going to say you got some cool gear. You got tagged, Cam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got $300 worth of stuff. <laughs> Man, I really thought about doing that last year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again this year because Oklahoma, of course, they throwed another state on us. But last year was Ar- Oklahoma and Arkansas. Arkansas doesn't have big deer. Oklahoma's got some big deer. Yeah. I mean, they probably do, but they're not as prevalent as we are here. Who they add to your region? Just Oklahoma and Arkansas. Is it? Oh, I thought you said they added another state. Um, well, this year, I think yeah. they had Texas, which... Oh, man, yeah. Although, I mean, I don't know. You know, you got the Texas guys. They're just kind of, they just want to go out there and kill big deer, and they don't really care about the recognition a whole bunch, you know? Right. Um, And that's the thing. The funny part about that is, you know, we talked about joining, and from our area, you know, a decent buck came out of our area, but we've both seen bigger bucks last year. You know, we didn't shoot a bigger buck than that, but we saw bigger bucks. We had opportunity. And then if you go to Virginia and West Virginia, there was only one deer entered in the whole region. There was one buck entered. That blew yeah. my mind. But I you, think our big buck of the region was 146 inches. That's a not good a, deer. It's not a bad deer, you know. Not bad, but I mean. I'm sure you've killed bigger and you've seen bigger though, right? That's what, that's what makes I've it obtainable. I've never killed a 200-inch deer, but I've, I've got 160s, you know. Yeah. Hey, I'll take a 160 any day, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to yeah. send a couple of them this way? I'd be more than happy. <laughs> so, I mean, but again, that, that makes it obtainable. You look at that and you see how the first year went and you're like, man, I could, I could definitely do that, you know? And, and I've been interested in a tactic cam for a little while anyway. So it would be kind of the yeah, best of both worlds. That's kind of why I looked at it. You got broad edge, tactic camera. You got a side. You got a beanie. You got, a, I mean, you got quite a little bit of stuff. And next, this year it's going to be better than I heard. Yes. Yeah. And they're doing teams and everything else. Pretty cool. Really need another tactic cam, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. It, it's tough. Um, working, you know, unfortunately, I don't see myself getting out a whole lot this year as compared to last year, but you never know. Um, I like to make time for it. You know, we make sacrifices, like you said, to get out in the woods and at least try to get a couple afternoon hunts in the week and then all day weekends. And the good thing is, you know, we got some pretty good spots here close to home. That's the nice part. You know, where I, where actually where I work isn't bad. It's just gain. There's not a lot of public access and public land down there. Um, you know, close to my place. So it'd be gaining access to hunt places on private land. And that's kind of the trouble. And, you know, that's something hopefully I can work on and, and figure out. Yeah. So I can get out more. That's the nice part. It's, it's an area that you can basically buy unlimited doe tags in. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, there's definitely deer there, and there's deer problems. I just gotta there's, get there's my. Those, there's bucks. 
That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no shortage of them around here, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, Matt, we're getting closer to time, but one thing we like to do every single, well, not every single, but most of the time, we like to get your favorite deer story. Maybe it was your biggest buck. Maybe it was your first buck with a bow. Maybe it was your first deer with a bow. You got anything in mind? Actually, it was my biggest, my biggest was was coat rack and uh, actually got it within 100 yards of my back door of my house. Mm, nice. I walked out every day for 45 days. Even one time it was, I don't know, 30 mile an hour north wind. I couldn't even open my eyes without my tears freezing. Oh, I made it about 10 minutes. I said, I'm going in. <laughs> and I was, I mean, I was, this deer had me muffled. I mean, I, I'd never seen him. Other than pictures, I don't take my video camera out for the first time on that. I keep a GoPro on my bow. I filmed this whole deer hunt with a GoPro. I never picked my bow up until I drew. I had out just counting in my head, maybe ten deer under me, five bin bucks. There's a couple shooters there. If y'all get on YouTube and type in Coat Rack the Quest, you'll, you you can witness that hunt. It's not the best footage because it was all done GoPro, but we did win a film festival. Nice, sweet, and a POV point of view camera POV category on a film festival. We won the film festival with that. That's with that awesome. Clip. And it's it's pretty cool. The commentary, a buddy of mine, he's he's really first. I didn't like it, but it's kind of cool because we also did uh, the second one we entered was uh, noodling, and we and it's it's got pretty good commentary on. I don't. It's it's under Oklahoma noodling. I'm gonna have to look under, into that. Five, five minutes forty six seconds is how I always find it. But uh, coat rack the quest. I mean that was probably my most memorable hunt. And I got to capture it all on video. That's awesome. You're going to have it forever. Okay, so when I think of Coat Rack and the name Coat Rack, I think of a buck that's real wide with like little hook antlers on him, you know, like super wide, super heavy. I'm looking at this deer. He's none of those things. He is giant. (laughs) (laughs) I gave him the name because of his brow tines. Okay. I see it. Okay. I can definitely you see that. Found it, huh? Oh hell yeah! Well, as soon as you said it, I yeah. pulled my phone out of my pocket and started looking it up. <laughs> I thought it was pretty. I mean, it was filmed it 100 percent by myself with with my bow. You know, I, that was that's probably my best time. Oh I've man, killed, I've killed my share of deer. 90 percent of what I've killed has been bucks. My family doesn't eat deer. I only do. My daughter. Well, I mean, they'll eat the jerk, but you know, as far as cooking back strap and stuff, they're just. They're city girls. Oh, oh man. Geez. That's my favorite part. I know. Yes, we... Mine too. I mean, I cook it for myself, but choose it when I'm home alone. Oh, man. I, I made a lot of jerky in my days, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Matt. <laughs> I've actually have conformed my wife to eat deer meat, and it is literally her favorite meal now, really? which is really cool. Yeah, we, uh, we do. We just do a simple uh, backstrap cube. We'll do them on the grill, and we'll eat them with uh, kind of like a uh, Mediterranean, well, not Mediterranean, but like a Middle Eastern style. We'll do them with uh, banana peppers and like a gar- white garlic sauce, and we'll eat them that way off a skewer. Oh, man. <laughs> it's easy to do, and it's really good. Yeah. Has anybody got the opportunity to eat deer bacon? I deer have not. Bacon. We got a, a, a some Kiowa, Kansas. There. It's a meat market, but they make pork fat. With ground deer meat mm-hmm. and press it out into strips. What? If you ever get a chance to eat deer bacon, try it. it Man, is, I'm, that, I'm on like, a quest now. Yeah, it's like my <laughs> two favorite things put in one. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's it. 
I was blown away. Guy brought me some when he said, you know, I, I thought, yeah, crazy. Well, he brought he brought me some, and it's it's phenomenal. That sounds awesome, man. You said we got your mouth water, you got my mouth water, and I eat bacon every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching a giant buck and and thinking about deer bacon. <laughs> Imagine deer bacon with deer sausage. Oh my gosh! Like what what a breakfast. Oh. When you guys get a chance to watch that video, let me think about it. Oh, right. absolutely, man. He showed me a picture of that deer. He just gave me a little glance of it. That is one impressive animal, man. Heck he, yeah. He, I mean, you can see why he had my attention. That's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he was worth every 45 days of that, I'll guarantee it. And uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure you think the same now after getting it done. I, I'll tell you something else that was kind of crazy about that hunt. After I shot it, I went to the house, called a couple kids I know, because I knew I wasn't going to be able to drag him out, and uh, saw him lay down. He didn't go in the woods. He lay down on the fence line. I gave him about 30 minutes. They wasn't here yet. I walked down there with the flashlight. He's still alive. I can see his eyes blinking. So, well, I'm going to give him a little bit longer. Walk back. Wait a little bit. Go back. When I go back down there the next time, he's moved. Shine the light. The bobcat's on his back. Oh, Ooh. no. Oh, I, I wish I had a, took my damn camera down there then, because that would have been so cool to see that. Well, I, I ended up putting another arrow and putting him out of misery. He jumped up, went about 10 yards, splattered. Oh, Did man. you have to fight the bobcat? <laughs> he, he stayed there and watched. Really? Yeah, you can see him in the trees with flashlights. eyes. That's, no kidding. That's impressive. That's the second time, the next, very next year, I was hunting the property, and the game warden actually hunts across the fence from us. Well, we text back and forth while we're in the tree. We both got game cameras out. I, he had he texted me and said, he had, there's a nice buck coming on way. And I, I ended up shooting that buck, too. But when we went to look for his his deer, that's how we found it, was the eyes of a bobcat on it. Jeez, man. We got a lot of bobcats. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. You know what? You need to get a bobcat tag. You should have had that thing mounted with a bobcat on its back. That had been pretty cool. Bird season didn't start yet. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> December 1st. Damn. I shot one bobcat. <laughs> this is my first time ever deer hunting, all right? I go, that's probably a better story than that. <laughs> I go climb a tree, old rickety ladder stand made out of a, a rods out of an oil well. My buddy gives me permission to hunt on the farm. I go climb up in this tree, sitting there about, I don't know, it's probably 150 yards to the fence. I see this bobcat walk. I borrowed a 280 rifle from a buddy. I think I was 20 years old. This is when I started deer hunting. I'd always hunted, but never deer hunted. This bobcat's walking across there. I lay the old crosshairs on him, pull the trigger, he falls over. But hell, that shit's easy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's way not dark yet. It's way light. I crawl down and I walk over there, pick him up by his hind legs. He's got the rifle in my right hand, legs in my left hand. I'm walking back to my tree. I'm just crawl back up, you know? I get halfway back and I see something moving. Well, on the other side of this terrace, I see a deer. I lay the bobcat down, wait for him to get out. It was a doe. Wait for it to get out. Ended up being kind of the fawn, actually, but it was a deer anyway. Hey, they eat good, man. Mm-hmm. I put the crosshairs on her, squeeze the trigger, she falls over. I walk over there with bobcat in the left hand, rifle in the right hand, put the rifle underneath my left arm, grab the doe by her left <laughs> I ain't been there an hour. I done got me a bobcat and a, and a deer. <laughs> I walk to the truck, throw a lid, go home, call my buddy, say, this deer hunting ain't shit. I'm going to get a bow. <laughs> That's when the bow hunting started. There wasn't no challenge to it. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. It was, it was, it was neat, though. And I was by myself, you know, I didn't have no help. I thought it was pretty cool. 
Yeah, that man. is pretty cool, man. That was a good story. Yep. Well, hey, man, thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate you taking some time out of your night. I know you've been busy, you know, and everything. I appreciate and you guys thinking of me. Absolutely, absolutely, man. You know, again, when I messaged you, you know, when we were thinking about bringing someone on and we were talking about bringing in some companies, talk about some products. First one that came to mind was out on a limb. So hope we did good for you. Well, a huge shout out to Matt Garris for coming on. Out on a limb manufacturing. Make sure you guys go check him out at out on a limb mfg.com. Yeah, we forgot to have him shout out his platforms. Uh, he's on social media. You can find him on Instagram. I believe you can find him on Facebook as well. Yep. Um, out on a limb manufacturing. Yep. Out on a limb manufacturing. Go check his stuff out. He's got really good, really cool videos out there. Go check out his hunting video as well. You know, I was looking at it and actually watching it during the end of the podcast as we were kind of wrapping up with Matt and saying our final goodbye with him. And that, that deer is a beast. <laughs> that deer's giant. <laughs> and, you know, and it seems like Matt's still coming out with cool stuff. He is. I'm excited to see some of the new products that are coming out. Heck yeah, man. He's texting me right now. We're talking about the new sticks and, uh, it's like, geez, I can't wait. And he's talking about, you know, things are coming out quick. He When he gets his mindset to something, he attacks it. He gets after it quick and gets it out there. You know, and that's what I appreciate because the waiting game, uh It's a killer, man. It is a killer. When you know something's coming out and you know how cool it's going to be, and then you got to sit there and wait for it. I agree. But we Indubitably. We, we do really appreciate Matt coming on. He, he's a really cool guy to talk to, and I... I hope we get to meet him in Pennsylvania next year at yeah. the Great American Outdoor Show. If not, maybe maybe ATA. Yeah, maybe. Maybe somewhere else. Maybe somewhere else. We'll see. You never know. But in the meantime, you can always find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Go Wild. All the fun places that you that you find anything. Check us out, man. We're posting stuff. We're having fun with it. You know it. And if you would do us a huge favor. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. It would be greatly appreciated. Because it helps us a lot. It does. It really does. It does. No, it really does. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A little inside one there. Uh, take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> but until next week, the distraction is real. The distraction is real. Let's go. Yeet, yeet.